0: welcome to the snooze button hey i'm Brittany of Brittany She and sleep i've got 99 problems but my kids sleeping isn't one hey hey my kings and queens welcome to another episode today we are talking all about business working mom life work-life balance running a business I had asked you guys in my question box yesterday on Instagram for questions, so I'm going to answer a couple of those. A lot of them were along the same vein as each other. They were repetitive. So I'm going to cherry pick a couple and know that they are addressing a lot of the questions I got, which were of no surprise to me, the things we all think about and struggle with. And I'm going to say that for the purpose of this podcast, because I am, of course, talking about my own life and my own experience... I am talking about it as if it is a mom who works full-time, her partner, she has a partner, and he is a man who works full-time, and that is the dynamic. I realize that's not everyone's dynamic. Yours might look a little bit differently. I realize that not everyone has a partner, not everyone's partner is a man, and not everyone works full-time, but since that's what my experience is, that's what I'm going to be speaking to, I'm just putting that out there to begin with. So let's dive in. To the questions, um, Lauren asked, "Trying to work and build a business with sick kids home all the time. How are people surviving?" Ugh, Lauren, I feel you. It is really hard. Um, I will say that for me, at this stage in my career, we now have a full-time nanny. And somebody actually specifically asked that question. They said, "Do you have a nanny?" We do. We have a full-time nanny. She's here from eight thirty to five, Monday through Friday. So for me. That is a game changer because it means if somebody is sick, um, I can tag team with her. I might have to take off a little bit of time in the morning to attend to a sick kid or go to a doctor's appointment, but I have support somebody else to do the other preschool drop off or whatever. So for me, that's been incredible. Um, But I will say that, especially if you were trying to build your own business, and this is very separate from the d- really difficult dynamic I know a lot of parents have where they're working in like a corporate setting and it's like if both parents are in the office and there's a sick kid, like that's a whole different ballgame, you know, and maybe the kids are in daycare and like a parent has to take off. That's a different ballgame. But from my experience, because I am in charge of my business, right? I'm, I'm the boss of me. Um, that gives me a little bit of flexibility. And I'm going off the assumption with this question that this person, because she says she's trying to build a business, um here's what I will say. You just have to be creative. You have to be creative. And if you are trying to get a business off the ground, if you have an amazing idea or something you're working on um, and you have little kids, it's going to be chaos. You're going to have times where it's hard and you have to get creative. Um, When I launched my business, I literally, my website went live. I'm like not making this up like the day that the world shut down in 2020. Like, It literally coincided like the birth of my business and the death of normalcy (laughs) in our lives. Um, So, guess what I did? Well, I'll tell you what I didn't do. I didn't say, "Well, this is hard," and now I have an eight-month-old and a two-year-old home with absolutely no help. There was no school. There were no babysitters. Nothing. My husband had also just launched his business, um, so he was very fully occupied and couldn't offer much support during the day for me. Um, what I did was get creative. So I was working during nap time. I think it goes without saying. If your kids are good sleepers, that will help. Even if they're sick, they'll be able to sleep. Um, but I worked during nap time. I worked after their bedtime. I worked before they got up in the morning. I remember at some point, like getting Alex, my husband, to agree to do a one hour walk. I still remember this crazy time. Do you guys remember lockdowns? Like wild. Here in California, we like basically weren't even allowed to leave the house. And I remember like between 11 and 12, I was like, you have to take them for a walk. Between 11 and 12, he would take them for a walk. And I got like that one extra hour where I would just like beat out as much stuff as I could. Um, But I think... You know, if you look at anybody who's successful in any area of starting their own company, and you ask them what it was like at the beginning, no one is was going to tell you that it was easy or simple or without its challenges. They all would tell you that they were working at midnight, or that they were working at six a.m., or that they were working during nap time, or they didn't get to go to a birthday party because they were doing this thing. Um, so I think if you want your business to be successful. You have to kind of plan for that. And I'm not trying to like glorify hustle culture or anything like that with what I'm saying. I think it's just a reality. It's really hard to start your own business. It's just really hard. You are all of the roles, right? You are IT, you are marketing, you are HR. Like you have to fill out all the forms, you have to do all the glitches, whatever, and it's hard. So I think that in in some ways that's a differentiator between a successful small business owner and an unsuccessful one. It's like you have to be willing to go the extra mile and you have to be willing to get creative when the timing, when time is short and it and it's hard. So Susie asked, the feeling of never being enough for work or kids, it's hard to fix. Um, and somebody else, I put these together, somebody else said, when does the guilt stop? Um, yeah, it's really hard. I think the guilt stops never, but I would challenge you that I don't think that's specific to working moms. I think... No matter where you fall in the work spectrum, whether you're a fully estate, you know, stay-at-home mom, whether you're a mom who works outside of the home, you know, is commuting um, somewhere, and you're gone from you know six to six, anywhere in between, you're going to feel guilty about something. You know, I I think, and I'm oversimplifying here, and I'm not saying this is everyone's experience, but I think there are people who work really crazy hours as full-time working moms who feel really guilty about not spending enough time with their kids. And then there's people who are stay-at-home moms who feel guilty that they're not contributing financially or guilty that they don't have anything you know exciting to talk about with their friends who have jobs or whatever. I think being guilty as a mom begins the minute your kids are born. Um, and what I like to remind clients, and I will say here, is that if you're thinking about it and worried about it, then you're doing a good job. Because nobody who is a terrible mother, is worried about their parenting or is worried about their work as an employee, right? I actually kind of, I stole that idea from something a friend said to me many years ago. I was stressed about something with my job. And she was like, Brittany, if you're this worried about if you did X, Y, Z, right, then you're a good employee. Like, a bad employee, like, wouldn't be lamenting about this at brunch. They would just be like, having mimosas like the fact that you care means you're doing a good job and I really think that's true and I think it applies so much to parenting there's this analogy I love too that maybe you've heard about the balls that you're juggling and I can't remember where it came from but it's great and the idea is that every day you're going to have a bunch of balls that you have to juggle as a mom who has you know work outside the home and kids to take care of and some of the balls are glass and some of the balls are plastic And your job each day is to figure out which ones are glass because those are the ones you're not going to drop. And sometimes there'll be work things and sometimes there will be family and kid things, right? Like you might have a really big presentation and, you know, one of your kids is a little bit under the weather and you're like, I'm going to let the nanny take care of them or I'm going to, you know, have my husband do X, Y, Z, take them to the pediatrician because I really need to work on this presentation. But then you might also have days where you have a big client meeting, but it's your kid's like first ever ballet recital. And you're like, I'm going to miss this meeting because this is really important that I'm there for this first ever recital. Those are kind of like dramatic examples, but it could be something as simple as like, I don't know, like one thing I do to just kind of cut down on stress is I most often our groceries are delivered, I realized, yes, checking my privilege, I realized not everyone can afford to do that. But for me, it got to a point where making the time in my schedule to go to the grocery store, I mean, it was like an hour and a half of my day. If I was really taking into account, like stopping work or stopping the kid activity, getting in the car, going, getting everything, coming back on, it was taking me over an hour. And I literally didn't have that time. And I got to the place where I said, my time is valuable and my time is more valuable Doing these things than grocery shopping, and I'm willing to pay a little bit more to have my groceries delivered so that I can remove this like stress from my life, if that makes sense. Um, There is a concept that I love called the chaos tax, and sometimes you have to pay like literally a financial tax to avoid the chaos or because the chaos has happened. And something like the $5 delivery fee for my groceries is a chaos tax that I am more than willing to pay for my sanity. So I think the combination of knowing that there's gonna be times where you need to make sacrifices either with your family or with your work for like everyone's betterment and like accepting that that's gonna happen is important and allowing yourself a little bit of chaos tax as well um, and letting some of those balls drop. It might mean that there is no laundry being done today even though we could probably use it because we don't have time to do laundry today and that's okay. Um, one thing I will avoid telling you because it's advice I've gotten in the past, and I don't think it's realistic if you are a small business owner, is having complete um, boundaries between one activity or another. Meaning, like when I'm working, I'm only working. And when I'm with my family, I'm only with my family. I think in theory, that's wonderful. In practice, for most of us, it's impossible. I do think that boundaries matter but I also think you should have a little bit of grace with yourself if there's a situation where, you know, you're like working from home in between calls and you hear one of your kids screaming and you do pop out and you're like, oh, no, what happened? And like, go give them a kiss and you hold them for a couple of minutes. You're like, I'll put her down for her nap. You know, I, I don't mind. I'll do that quickly. Or you are at home with your kids and you get a really good idea for something you've been meaning to tell your clients and you're like, I'm, I'm saying clients as if you're a sleep consultant. I know <laughs> that's not what these people are asking. But or you're, you know, you wanted to tell your boss and you like pull out your notes section and you jot down the idea, you know, like I think there is going to be a little bit of flow between the two. And I think allowing yourself that will make you able to relax and and embrace that like it's a chaotic period of life when you have little kids and you are running a business and knowing that you're doing a good job. Um jen asked how do i rejoin the corporate world after a break as a stay-at-home mom i had a very successful career before kids um so jen what i would say to you is i would lean in to that break you've taken and the lessons you've learned from it if you had a very successful career before then you have plenty of things to talk about when you're interviewing and saying you know xyz i you know i know how to use these systems i have experience managing these types of situations and then I would say, like prompted or unprompted, in the last two and a half years, my job has been running my household, adding a new human to it, and like how that's evolved for my life. I mean, who is better at time management, crisis management, husband management, changing, shifting priorities? Let's say when your kid starts having shifting priorities. Who is better at those things than a mom? I mean, come on. I think there are so many things and like skills that you develop as a parent that you just didn't have when you didn't have kids and like your biggest problem was like being late for brunch. Um that I think I, personally if I was interviewing people and somebody leaned into that and was like, "Listen, before I had Bobby, I was doing XYZ. Since Bobby was born, like these are some of the challenges we've come across Here's how i've like streamlined things in my household for my family like i would think that was really cool and really brave and like very high votes in my book for somebody who's willing to just come out and be like hey this is the situation um and here's why i'm excited to get back into the workforce and here's why i'm excited about your company and when i saw this listing or this posting I mean, I think this goes without saying like you should be doing research on the companies you're interviewing with and have like meaningful things to contribute about what or I should say you should have meaning meaningful things to say about how you would contribute meaningfully in the role into the company, but like totally owning your life stage. And I think especially in today's like climate, I think that would go such a long way. And I think more so than years ago, companies are excited to hire parents and and women who have been out of the workforce for a period so I think you're going to do great Jen wherever you end up Um, okay let's find another question Melanie said how do you get off the ground and manage to keep building and being successful it feels like things are always changing yes I I assume she means just like politically and economically and Certainly personally in everyone's life things are changing. Um, I actually have I feel like this is a good analogy. I have this theory I developed I know this isn't like a groundbreaking concept, but I hadn't heard it put in in these specific terms before that I was telling my husband a few months ago I was like, I this is why both of us are good at our jobs because and we have very he works in finance, he runs his own small little fund. It's not important for this conversation. But we have, my point is, our jobs are really, really different. Like, there's literally no overlap in what we do. Um, And what I told him, I was like, the reason I think we're both successful and like good at our jobs is we have all three of these factors that I was thinking of. The first factor is we're really good at the thing we're doing, right? He really, really knows what he's doing with the business he does. Has a great perspective, just has like a gut instinct about it that just makes him talented at what he does, and the same for me. Like I really know, I really know my stuff about sleep. I really like it's hard to stump me these days. Um, so I think you have to be really good at the thing you're doing. That's like number one, right? If you don't actually know what you're doing, you're not going to be good at it. Number two, we're both really hardworking, right? There's plenty of people. Let's use the analogy of like you were a ballerina. You might be the most talented ballerina in the world. Your parents were, you know, ballerinas, and you have the body for it. You have the feet. You know, they always talk about how, like, ballerinas, like some people, like, don't have the turnout. <laughs> this is from me watching. What's that movie? Center Stage. I feel like with Center Stage, there was that girl who was like, her turnout's bad. She just wants it so bad, but she's terrible turnout. So let's assume that's a real thing. I'm just going to assume it is. Um, they have the body for ballet. They're they're effortlessly graceful. They can just do all the pirouettes and all that. But terrible work ethic, always coming in late, um, just putting in like eighty percent effort at all of the, um, you know, rehearsals. It's the same kind of thing. You might be, you might know your stuff. You might be really good at the thing you're doing. But if you're not willing to work a little bit harder than everyone else, best of luck to you. And I really do believe that. Like, and I'm talking mainly from the perspective of someone who's running their own business. But I think this can absolutely translate into even just like any corporate job. Like. You have to work really hard and you have to be okay working really hard. Um, and the third factor is it has to be something that you love and you're interested in. Because I think if you're good at something and you work hard at it, but you don't really enjoy it, I think burnout can happen very quickly. Because even if it's something that you naturally are good at and you're willing to like hustle and grind, if you hate doing it and you hate the thing or you hate the things that are like intrinsic to the success of that role, it's going to be really hard. And I need to stop saying caveats because I got, I know you guys know this, but I am caveating that not everyone is coming from a position where they're privileged enough to have a job that they can enjoy. I very much realize that I'm speaking about my personal experience. um, And I don't mean to minimize roles where you're like, this is the best job I could get. I know there's people out there doing what they can to like for their family to survive. And I salute you more than anything because that's obviously much harder. But let's let's assume that you have the option of of different roles and and pursuing different avenues with your career. Um, it has to be something that you love. I mean, let's let's use like sleep consulting as the example, since that's what I do. Let's just say that you're a sleep whiz. You know all the things. You're really good at it. All your kids are great sleepers. You've, you're successful helping other people, and you're a really hard worker. You're willing to put in the extra effort, go the extra mile, but you really don't like talking to people. You really don't enjoy it. Or you really, really don't like the marketing aspect. You hate writing emails, and you hate posting on social, and you hate blogging or podcasting. Like you have zero interest in the sales aspect of your business, like selling and sharing and allowing people to find you and talking to them. Well, best of luck, right? because you have to you have to enjoy the things that you're doing. If if you are feeling really burnt out and exhausted from like the basic tenets of your job. And for my husband, as an example for him, like his job with the markets, it's up and down, it's right and left. It's like there is a million dollars there not like our millions <laughs> I wish. Um you know, just in the market like things are going up. It's just it's completely insane. To me, it it seems so anxiety provoking. I cannot imagine like seeing just money flying around all day like that but it like energizes him he genuinely enjoys it he likes like getting in looking on twitter and like coming up with these theories and being like this stock's gonna drop because of these things no one else is noticing and then you know when it comes true it's thrilling and when it doesn't he's motivated to find the next thing like scares the crap out of me but for him it's fun and he enjoys it. And I love talking to people. I love talking about sleep. I love answering your questions on AMA every Friday. Like the things that I need to do to sustain my business are things I genuinely enjoy. So since I'm willing to work hard at them and I'm good at it naturally, it, it's a winning mix. So I think that is how from my humble opinion, like my humble perspective, that's how you can like get any business off the ground and sustain it because a lot of people are good at starting things. And then three months later, it drops off because they don't have the tenacity to sustain it. And I think if you have those three factors, you really can sustain a career that way. Um, Okay, where's another question? Kelly said, how do you handle being the default parent and running your business while setting boundaries with your partner? Um, Great question. I definitely am the default parent. Um, And I think that's okay. I think everyone's family dynamics are different because all of the like very specific nuances that exist for your family, like this person has to be at work really early. This preschool is this far away. Um, We have a nanny that comes two days a week. Like there's all these different dynamics that every individual family has to deal with. And I think as long as both parents are pulling their weight it doesn't really matter, like, what they're doing if it works for your family. And I've caught, I've found myself, like, getting caught up in this and being like, oh, Alex never does that. Like, this person's husband does X, Y, Z. And then I'm like, Brittany, stop. The thing that you just were thinking about is something you enjoy doing that is, like, a very natural part of our family's dynamic. And Alex does other things that are a natural part of our family's dynamic and that it works for us. So I don't think, like... I don't know if this is really answering the question. I don't think it necessarily matters if you're the default parent or not, as long as you and your partner have respect for each other and you both have space to do your own thing. I think that's like one of the most important things that I really try to make sure happens in our family is that like I have space to go and do things and Alex has space to go and and do things. And neither of us is like run into the ground. It's like, for instance, tonight, I'm going out to grab a beer with a friend. Like he has a work dinner before. So like I'm going to be managing all of the dinner, all of the like post, you know, like that that heavily chaotic time right after our nanny leaves. Um, and I'm doing all that. But then when it's time for the two older kids to go to bed, I will have already left by that point. And my husband will be managing bedtime, right? So I think it's important to be able to divide and conquer how it looks for your family is up to you guys as long as you have some space for yourself and also that the two of you have time together I think that's really important too it should go without saying that if your kids are good sleepers all of this is easier um okay I'm gonna do one I'm already at 21 minutes man so what I turns out when I talk about myself I really ramble um Hannah asked what resources books or potties I think she means potty like potty cast podcast have helped you build your business that are not sleep-specific? Um, that's a good question. Podcast. I haven't really listened to that many business podcasts. I have a bunch saved, like How I Built This is one. There's another one I can't think of, but I haven't even really listened to them. Um, the two books that I have really enjoyed, I will say, to be clear, when I read both of them, they did not necessarily teach me anything new but they confirmed the things i was inherently doing which was just as good to me i think it's actually like a really good feeling when you read something or hear something and you're like oh that expert is saying that i should do this as a business person and it's what i'm doing that's awesome like i don't even mind if i don't have takeaways i'm just glad when an expert confirms my like you know the way i'm doing things because i work really hard at it um and those two books were the go-giver which I got um, as a part of a mastermind I was in for sleep consultants. There was like a small group of us back in I think it was late 2020, and that was like the book we all read. Um, I thought it was amazing um, and like so aligned with like how I treat my business, which is coming from place of giving. Um, and then Superfans is another book that I loved that I found last year and reconfirmed again. What I'm doing um, because I love my people. I love you guys. The, the, my Instagram followers, my podcast listeners, my clients. Like I do, not to sound really cheesy. I feel like I sound like an influencer saying this, but I really do feel like it's like a community. Um, and I really like appreciate the people who are willing to invest their time, of which we all have very limited amounts, in learning from me and interacting with me. So I loved both of those. I think if you're a small business owner. And especially in one where you're working more in like a digital perspective, right? You're doing things online or virtually and you don't necessarily have the opportunity to be in person with your people. Um, The Go-Giver and Superfans are both books I would recommend checking out. Um, Okay, there were so many more questions. I think I'm just going to do another episode at some point about this stuff and maybe I'll make it more, more concentrated into a single theme. Because I feel like I'm really rambling today. Sorry in advance. Next week's episode is going to be super awesome. We have another special guest coming. You're just going to have to wait to find out who. Um, But love you guys. Hope this was helpful. And from one working mom to another, you're doing an incredible job. Your kids are lucky to have a parent who is so dedicated to providing for them in multiple ways, and you're the best. All right, till next week. Bye, guys. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to britneyshehan.com or follow me on Instagram at britneyshehan sleep.